Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I hope that you're doing well. I hope you're feeling good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. It's been kind of a tough week for me, which I won't totally get into, and I think I'm going to address on the next bonus episode. But tis the season, right? Sometimes in life, there's ups, there's downs, and that's just how it goes. And my higher self has really been helping me get through a more challenging and destabilizing time. And I know that we all go through these times. And I have been hearing on Instagram, at least, that a lot of people are going through these times. And the astrology is particularly tough. So if you are here and you've been kind of struggling, just know you're not alone. I'm right there with you. And sometimes life is just like this and we always get through it and we remember that no matter what happens in the ups and downs of life our higher self is holding us in love and that we're going to be okay so don't forget that all right so today's episode we're going to be talking about dealing with issues of gender and sexuality and identity within your family and the struggles that very often come along with that. And I am particularly feeling sensitive to this subject, especially with all of the news coming out, all of the news stories about the oppression of queer and trans folks, about people just trying to exist in peace, and all of the violence against trans people specifically. And it's rough, you know, it's rough to maintain that sense of compassion and love and togetherness when so much hatred is out there, when so many people are so misguided on how to feel empowered. So we can come together on this podcast and get deep about it and talk about the wounds and talk about how we deal and how we sustain, how we get through these these hard times. But just remember, if you have a day where you're feeling really angry or really pessimistic about the world or about the news, just know that it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to feel angry. It just means that you have a heart. It just means that you really, really care. And to really try to take care of yourself in these sensitive times and in these moments, you know, give yourself the love that you are seeking. Give yourself the compassion, the kindness, the care. 
there's so much that we also neglect in terms of taking care of ourselves. And sometimes when we're so focused on what's happening outside of us, we forget that we actually have a lot of power to give ourselves our own self-acceptance despite other people's lack or other people's shortcomings. All right, I'm going to stop jibber-jabbering on and let's get to the question. Hey, Bunny, thank you so much for all the incredible work you do on this podcast. Your words have given me and countless other people such a beautiful perspective on the world and so much courage to continue to grow. My question for you is how to navigate parents that haven't responded well to you coming out. I recently came out as lesbian and gender fluid. My parents were initially accepting of me being lesbian, but refused to call me by my preferred name. They continue to dead name me at home and use the wrong pronouns. My stepfather has made it explicitly clear that he would never refer to me differently as it would, quote, hurt his dignity, unquote, and that he, quote, respects himself too much for that, unquote. My home has become an incredibly unhealthy environment as they continue to push their transphobia and invalidate my feelings. This has taken a massive toll on my mental health, but they expect me to move on as this is something I have to accept from them as they have apparently accepted me, as they say. I'm currently 17, turning 18 in several months. I'm debating saving up money and moving out when I am of legal age, but I'm terrified of the repercussions this, this decision will have in regards to my future career. How will I pursue my goals for college all on my own, assuming they won't cover my finances if I leave? My options are either to stay for another year and have the financial stability for my future, but sacrifice my mental health, or to leave this unhealthy environment, but struggle to make ends meet. I genuinely don't know if I can make it another whole year in this household. Any advice would be greatly appreciated, Bunny. I thank you with all of my heart. Hello, love. I'm so sorry that your parents are behaving this way. I want to first get something straight. No pun intended. Queer and trans people's existence is not a matter of debate. It's not an issue of disagreeing. It's not even an issue of acceptance. The entire premise of somebody accepting you for who you are implies that they have some power to make you not who you are. I mean, it doesn't make sense, actually. What it actually is saying is that if a parent or caregiver or anyone doesn't accept the fact that you're queer or trans or your pronouns, it's actually code for if you are queer or trans, I will struggle to accept myself as your parent. I will feel like I failed or that I will be rejected by society. Therefore, because I don't have the courage to face that, I want you to hide your true self. The thing is, those same people who say they can't accept people or refuse to call people what they want to be called often lack the self-awareness to completely understand why this is so hard for them, why this is so triggering for them. They think it's about their child, but it's about a wound within them, a need to 
fit into a certain mold, to not go against what they have been conditioned to believe, to not face the harsh reality that there is a part of their own authenticity they have been stifling or felt they had to stifle in order to be accepted. A lot of this has to do with their generation, but it doesn't just stop with that because people are still saying the same stuff in our generation, even Gen Z people, even young millennials. So it's not just about that. It goes deeper than just our cultural conditioning. It also goes to a really deep inner wound. So when you quote your stepfather as saying that it would actually, quote unquote, hurt his dignity and that he, quote unquote, respects himself too much for that, what I actually hear is that it would hurt his ego and he doesn't respect himself enough for that. Or he lacks the access within himself to have enough respect for himself to expand his awareness in that way, to face why this is actually really challenging him. And, you know, that's that's sad when you really think about it. But his limitations should not be confused with your own. This isn't about your shortcoming. This is about his. And unfortunately, in so many of these situations, we can't force people to grow. We can't force them to evolve out of their conditioning or to face their fears or to think about things in a new way. All we can do is be the example of self-love, of self-acceptance and authenticity. But that doesn't mean it doesn't still feel like rejection, right? It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and wound us to have the people who are supposed to take care of us, to love us, treat us this way. I mean, it's very destabilizing, especially if this is who you have to live with and function with on a daily basis. It's also confusing because you know on some level they really do love you and care for you even though the actual way that you need to be loved isn't coming from them. And it's heartbreaking. It took me years to understand that my own parents struggle with what I used to call accepting me when I came out at 15 had everything to do with their own identity, not mine. That this expectation of me being straight and married to some cis man and having kids, etc., was just a projection of what they thought they needed to be as parents. In other words, it wasn't like I was my own person, but an extension of them. And I think that's very common in these types of relationships. Parents and caregivers often have this idea that having kids will complete them. And as we talk about on this podcast a lot, having that expectation and or pressuring someone to do that in any relationship isn't real love. Real love is growing together and being a safe space for each other's authenticity. So that being said, I just want to say your ability to speak up for yourself and to let them in And sharing with them this part of who you are is a gift that should be valued. And it's also a testament to just how in touch you are with your higher self 
your light. And that is so beautiful. It's so sacred and so inspiring. Now, moving forward, if there's a part of you that says, I don't know if I can make it another year in this house, then I don't want you to be there another year. Your mental health is the most important thing. And doing what you need to do to care for that is is priority number one. And I also think before you make any big decisions, you need to make a solid plan that realistically weighs all of your options, realistically takes into account what each decision is going to entail. For example, you asked in your letter, how can I pursue my goals for college assuming they won't help if if I leave? Well, let's sit down and actually think about that. You know, what college were you thinking of applying to? Are you thinking of getting student loans? Are you going to apply for a grant? Have you actually talked to your parents about what they would be able to help you with financially if you stayed at home? I mean, there's a possibility maybe they wouldn't anyway. And how does that shape your choices for college? Are you looking into community college? Are you looking into taking a year off before you go to college? All of these things. And would that actually give you a little bit more time to, you know, get your finances together? And if you left home, how would you pay rent? Would you be able to afford it? Would that interfere with your school now and jeopardize you graduating? And would having to deal with that type of pressure and responsibility also put stress on your mental health? I'm wondering if there are other things you can do if you have to stay living at home to help support you, like seeing a therapist or maybe checking out some groups at your local LGBTQ center. Are there other people you can get some support and guidance from, like friends, like family members, like queer elders who have also been in your position? Obviously, this is a lot of questions and I can't answer those questions for you. But I do know that really spending some time to think about this, what your resources are, what your options are, if you moved out, how would you, how would that function? What would that look like? What would that entail? You know, all of these, these choices are really important to consider. I wish you didn't have to deal with this challenging stuff right now. I wish you could just feel seen at home and just focus on school and focus on planning your future. But if you get clear on what your options actually are, what they would look like, whether you decide to leave this year or wait, you will be making a conscious choice that you can remind yourself during the more difficult moments is part of your plan, right? So if you have a plan, if you're like, I'm I'm choosing to stay home this year, but I'm doing that because I know if I stay home that I can do X, Y, and Z, and then A, B, and C will happen, and I and this is part of my self-love. Like, this is my part of my plan for my own happiness. Then, possibly, when your stepfather acts the way he is, in the back of your mind, you can know, all right, like, I'm here by choice, and I'm, and I'm enduring this right now, but I have a plan it kind of gives you a little bit more power in the situation. 
Likewise, if you move out and you're faced with other kinds of challenges like paying your bills or having to find a job or juggling a job and school, when you get those challenging moments, you can remind yourself, okay, this is hard right now, but I have a plan. Whatever you do, it's about self-love. And no matter how hard things feel, it will be temporary. You should be incredibly proud of yourself for shining your light onto the world. And when people shine their light, it often illuminates issues in other people they would rather not look at. I mean, that's what light does, right? It brings awareness. But that is their journey and it's not yours. You absolutely deserve to feel seen and supported and loved, to have community, to have people who want you to feel good about yourself, who encourage you. And just because you can't get that in certain environments, that doesn't mean you don't seek it in others. As queer people, we've always had to create our own spaces to have chosen family, to go to places where we feel safe. And I wish we didn't live in a world like that. I wish that we didn't have to feel at risk at home or walking on the street or being with your lover in a public place. It should not have to be this way. So we have to be even more diligent about our own self-care and our own plans and taking care of ourselves and weighing our options. Um, And it's not an easy process, but you're not alone. And it's really important to seek out help, support, advice, guidance. There are resources out there for you. And to also know that no matter what you're going through, it will be temporary. And you have such a bright, beautiful, loving future ahead. I'm wishing you all the best. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. I've been thinking a lot lately about this this idea I was saying in the answer about shining your light and how your light can illuminate things that have been in the shadows and other people. And I think this is a very common thing that happens. Have you ever been in a relationship where you're really like working on yourself or really doing the healing stuff, really feeling yourself, and you have a reaction from somebody who you're in relationship with, whether a friend or family member or romantic partner, and you feel kind of like pushback or resentment. And you know that you haven't done anything wrong because you're just, you know, healing and doing your thing. 
But the reason why it might cause some tension is because it's illuminating something within them, some fear, some fear of inadequacy, some worry, some stress that's triggering them. And when that happens, it's really, really important for us to know that the best thing we can do in our relationships is be our best self. The best thing we can do is be, yes, compassionate and understanding, but also to not hinder our light, to be an example that it's okay to grow, that it's okay to work on yourself, that it's okay to be authentic, that it's okay to be brave. And that's really the best energy that you can bring, the most loving thing you can bring to a relationship. So yeah, let's keep shining our light. Let's keep being the example. Let's keep showing people that we can be proud of ourselves. We can be who we are. We can love who we want to love. We can wear what we want to wear. As triggering as it is for people, like we're healing them. That's part of the healing of this world. So keep shining. Have an amazing rest of your day. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye.